Matt Goodenough, who's the Senior Economist for the Australian Institute in Canberra, is on the line and welcome to Australia's Mind Your Own Retirement. Matt? Thank you for having me. Great to have you. Uh, Matt Goodenough, uh, Senior Economist with the Australian Institute in Canberra. I was in America some time ago and there was a lovely lady working in uh, Macca's and she had to be 85 years old. And I thought, oh my goodness gracious me. It's a good thing in Australia we don't have to work till we're, you know, over a certain age. But no, it's all changing, Matt. It is, it is, according to the Treasurer. Joshy wants us to work until we're 100. Yes, yes, and he's not the first one. There's been uh, treasurers uh, going back quite a way since, uh, I think, Costello that have constantly been telling us that we need to work until we're older. Why is this so, Matt? Why can't I sort of think about hanging up the, uh, mm, you know, the, the work shoes? The dancing in, shoes? By the time I'm ah, 66 or 7, do I have to just keep hanging in? Well, the problem is, is according to uh, the Treasurer and the government, um, is that we have this crisis where we have lots and lots of people, um, the baby boomers, who are all retiring now, oh, um, and crisis. there aren't enough people coming up through in order to support them. That is the ratio of people who are retired to the uh, the total population or the working age population um, is getting out of whack. There are, there are less working people for every retired person. Now, I guess the question is, are the employers prepared to employ people who are of a certain age? Well, that's the, the big question. Um, there's certainly a lot of ages and there's, there's a lot of evidence that uh, if you become unemployed in your 50s, for example, um, it becomes a lot harder for you to then find a job. Um, and, and a lot of that isn't to do with your skill set. It isn't to do with how, how good of an employee or how hardworking you are. It's simply to do with the fact that um, employers, they consider these employees risky. They don't, they don't want to have them um, and they're not employing them. But um, if the number of workers out there goes down that are that are younger compared to the total population, then th- that might change. That is, um, employers might be forced to take mm. older workers that's simply a, because they can't find people who are younger. That's a poor response, really. Like in terms of be forced to take older workers. I mean, older workers have such a lot of intelligence and, and experience, Life experience to offer. Absolutely. But- and also, dare I say, Matt, um, speaking as a person of, um, you know, approaching 70, but uh, to have an employee who's of a certain age, they tend to be and I'm, I'm just giving you here, and you'll be able to quantify it with statistics, I'm sure, but they're more reliable, they take less time off, uh, and they're very dedicated to their job and not looking at their phone every 30 seconds. Absolutely, absolutely. No, um, there, there is no – it is pure prejudice that is based on, on nothing, as most prejudice is. Mm. Um, it's absolutely true that, that older workers are not worse. Um, in fact, they're, they're, they're quite a lot better in many areas. Um, and when I say that, that employers will be forced to, to face their prejudice, I'm talking from, you know, a soulless economist point of view in that the market will, <laughs> will force them. Um, mm. Absolutely, we should work on overcoming this ageism anyway, even if, if the market wasn't going to, to slowly correct this over time. We should do it simply because it's the right thing to do. Oh, yeah. But Matt, what's happening in other countries? Because we can't be alone in, in this situation. No, absolutely not. And um, what's interesting is is we get these intergenerational reports um, every few years. In fact, we're, we're due for another one shortly. Um, and quite often, I think it overplays this problem of an ageing population. And the reason is, is because there are many countries around the world, in Europe, in, uh, in the Scandinavian countries, um, in Japan, all over the world, that economies that are doing quite well, that have 
far um, older mm. or, or more aged populations than we do. That is, the uh, the intergenerational report predicts in sort of, you know, 20, 30, 40 years' time where Australia is going to be. And there are many, many countries who are there now. That mm. is, where we're supposed to be in, in, in 20 or 30 years is what they're facing now. And their economies aren't slowing down. They're not falling apart. That, that, you know, the, the world is not ending. Oh, but Matt, you know, Australia is so far behind. I mean, because uh, the uh, you look at Japan, you look at uh, so many other countries where those of a certain age are revered and their experience and their knowledge is, is regarded as gold. Absolutely, yeah, and they have different attitudes. But, but simply put, just because you have less working people for each retired person doesn't necessarily mean that the economy is going to crash and burn. Um, it certainly hasn't happened overseas. Um, it's certainly true that these people look after their old people better. And it's certainly true that, that um, they pay a little bit more tax than we do in Australia to look after their, their, their older people. Okay. But the idea that the economy is going to come to an end um, and that this is a major crisis is simply not true. I mean, in, in 40 years' time, we're going to be where a lot of countries are right now. So, Matt, why, why has Josh Frydenberg come out and and put the case for you know, people working for longer. I mean, is it, I don't know, it sounds a bit like sort of scare tactics or something like that. There are probably two things happening. And one is it is a scare tactic because the current government thinks that uh, the best way to govern is for the government to collect less tax and provide less services. And certainly as we age, the, the opposite is probably going to have to happen. So if they can pretend there's a big crisis about to hit, then they can start trying to cut the age pension. They can try and cut different services in order to make them, in their words, sustainable. And what they mean by sustainable is, I don't want to collect the tax in order to make them work not unsustainable in the sense that we can't afford them. Mm. Uh, the other thing that's going on is that Australia's participation rate, particularly those over 65, but even those over 55, um, is actually quite low compared to other developed countries. Just taking New Zealand as an example, our nearest neighbour, our participation rate for people over 65 is about 14%. Theirs is 24%. Wow. wow. So not mm. only is it 10 percentage points higher, but that's actually a 70% increase in their participation rate. Mm. And what it has to do with, it's probably a number of different things, but one of the important aspects is that they have a universal age pension. That is, when you reach retirement age, you automatically get the pension, whether you're working or not, whether you have assets or not, wow. whatever it happens to be, mm. you automatically get the pension. Now, what that means is, is if you're an older person and you're thinking of working part-time, in Australia, you have to worry about whether or not your age pension is going to go down, how much you're going to lose. Yeah. Effectively, if I work 10 hours, not only do I have to pay tax on that, but I also have to effectively lose money from the lowering of the pension. So it's really not worth it, so I won't do it. Whereas in, in New Zealand, they can work part-time, full-time, however they want, and still get that age pension. They've got it all over there, in, including Jacinta. I don't know. Yes. They're just so lucky. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, before we go, as you're the senior economist with the Australian Institute in Canberra, in uh, 10 words or less, how's the economy looking for 2020, mate? Oh, look, um, that is a really good question. Um, I oh, don't come know. On. It's, it's, oh, no, come I on, come on, Matt. Know. You know these things. Let, let me give you another another hint. Anybody who tells you they do is lying to you. Yeah, that's um, look, fair enough. The, the economy is fragile. Um, so if am I. there is a big crisis, it will crash and burn right now mm. because it's at risk. Um, if there isn't a large crisis, we will probably continue to sail on with really low growth rates but continue in an upward direction. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me.